All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Ryan. Guys, if you are looking for some fun of the sexy variety, we definitely hope that you'll check out our friends at Cassidy.com. We're actually going to a meet and greet that is Cassidy hosted tonight. And there's all sorts of Cassidy meetups across the country. Really great ways for you to meet some new people in friendly environments, no pressure environments. That's especially important if you're brand new to the lifestyle or just dipping your toe in. And you're going to find all of those Cassidy meetups and tons of other events on the Cassidy website, including a bunch of other features and you can try it free of charge for 30 days when you go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, frontporchswingers.com, click on the Cassidy banner for 30 free days of all of the amazing features of the fastest growing lifestyle site online. So we are looking real professional right now, let me tell you. <laughs> the most professional we have ever looked. We're, we're really getting our shit together here. Well, I, I think we mentioned this in the bonus episode. We now live in an echo chamber. So without the equipment that we are currently utilizing, sound would be difficult to acquire in a good way. It'd be fucking horrible. Now, I will say, now I just said the fuck word, we are not going to act any more professionally, but hopefully we will sound more professional if nothing else. Yeah, I think our sound was amazing. Now it's probably, it's as good as it's going to get without us being in a in a legit fucking studio. I hope so. Yeah, Hopefully as you're is, listening to this, you're like, oh, that sounds really nice. Yeah, this stuff is no bullshit. It's fucking awesome. It's crazy what you have to do in certain circumstances, but what the, some of the equipment that is out there uh, and available is pretty fucking impressive. We've gotten really creative with our podcasting over the course of the last year. We've been in so many different environments where we've had to adapt and yeah. we always seem to fucking figure it out. We we definitely have a few cross words for each other once in a while while we're trying to figure it out. No doubt. But uh, uh, when it finally comes out correctly. Like, it's are all you f- fucking kidding me with this? Really? Yeah. yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. So we have officially spent the last couple of weeks now in Vegas, and I will say we're getting very immersed in this space. Monday, we went to a meet and greet, and we also met some people on Monday, including I met my first single gentleman here in the Vegas area. You did. Which was fucking cool. And then on, I guess, yesterday, so we're recording this on Friday, and Thursday, I actually had my first hot wife experience in Vegas, and it was interesting. Interesting. I am definitely going to divulge the details of that at a later date, but it's also really caused us to start to look at the priorities we have. And, you know, I mean, the reality is I want to get boned hard by hot dudes on the regular. And I feel like we're in the perfect place for that. It just needs to come together. Well, you're super fucking horned up. There's no question about that, uh, which we will get to later. But I do want to bring uh, to light something that I feel like you're being a little bit remiss about. Okay, what's that? You have yet to really, you know, I'm not looking for a pat on the back, but at least <laughs> acknowledge the fact that I have and continue 
to step outside of my comfort zone now that we are relocated. No, I'm really fucking proud of you. Do you I, want to we, talk about that? We have been to tonight. Actually, we're going to a meet and greet tonight. We're going to be at our second club event yes. tonight within two weeks. That's fucking unheard of for me. Right? It used you to know? be two clubs in a year and I'd have to drag you there. Yeah, and we had to go out of state to do it, which was fucking nightmare. I was actually on a date before you. Yeah, who the fuck ever thought that was going to happen? Yeah, now there was no play, but I did meet a gal Monday. Yeah. Right? Monday afternoon, actually. So yeah, listen, I am stepping out there. I have been in correspondence with a number of different gentlemen, but yeah, I feel like I'm really... Uh, you know, putting myself out there way more than I would typically be comfortable doing. So is there anything as you're putting yourself out there and you're talking to more people that you're like, eh, I might be interested in this and I didn't realize I would be? Is that anything new for you? It's, yeah, a little bit. There's some of that for sure. And and there are in some cases when people will reach out to me and say, hey, this is kind of something we were thinking about. You seem like a super perfect guy for this or a great fit. And when my initial reaction would probably have been, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm I'm stopping myself. I'm being very measured and thinking, okay, does this make sense for Brenna and I? Does this make any sense for me? And will this be a great experience for all of us collectively and you know th those that I would be playing with? Does it make sense? So I'm really trying to dissect it a little bit more than than just a knee jerk get like no fucking way that's not a thing. Yeah, you know I'm trying. I really You're am real trying. good with the knee jerk reaction. So no, I'm proud don't get of me wrong. There are plenty of not a fucking chance is that happening. That's happening. No, that's just your standards. That's yeah. okay. But I am absolutely entertaining more possibilities. Let's put it that way. Like the, like the couple that I told you about that reached out to me initially, that didn't kind of work out because there were some very, in my opinion, glaring differences between our methods of play. They then reached out to me again, asking if I would reconsider, and then they were willing to change some of their play methods. And then they reached out to me again yesterday. And it was like a whole nother idea of play for us. I mean, they're definitely trying to meet me. We have never met face to face. Yeah, they want to bone you real bad. They think you're super fucking hot. So I, I actually, I finally responded to him and said, look, it, it seems like at minimum we should, the three of us, myself and he and his partner, we should sit down and, you know, have a conversation and see if we even like each other. Right. You know, let's determine chemistry before you and your wife completely change the way that you play in this space. Yeah. You know, let, let's just see if you can tolerate me for 10 minutes. Let's let's figure that out. So I am going to do that. And that's not something I would do before. No, never. Not Are a you chance. kidding me? No way. Not a chance. So I am trying. So yes, I would appreciate a little bit more, you know, some accolades. Just saying. Okay. Nice pat on the back. I'll I appreciate you, Give that. you a big pat on the back after this. Awesome. <laughs> we also got to meet our very first listeners that have visited us in Vegas. Yes, absolutely. Which was fucking cool. I mean, they were coming here for other things, not just to hang out with us, but they no. did take time out of their vacation to meet us for lunch. And that was super fun. And I'm excited for more people to obviously get here and, and for us to connect with them. Especially like our Telegram group, people that we oh, yeah. talk with every single day. A lot of them are planning on being here and we're so excited for that. Well, yeah, look, we're fortunate now. We live in Vegas. A lot of folks want to come to Vegas. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we'll you twist our arm if yeah. we have to come to Vegas to hang out with you. Yeah, yeah. And, and really it's kind of every day or so I'm getting, someone's reaching out to me like, you know, on Cassidy or one of the profiles. Hey, we just, you know, we listened to the show but hadn't listened in a while and just realized you guys were in Vegas. We come six times a year and, you yeah. know, we're definitely... We'd love to hook up with you guys and have a drink. And, you know, so I'm getting a lot of that. Yeah. You know, which is phenomenal. I mean, the idea that we can meet more people 
just to sit down and get to know folks, even over over a cocktail or whatever, and just to really put faces to some of these people that have been kind of listening to us and chatting with us digitally. It's great. Well, I think my priorities are shifting a little bit and I don't know. I mean, you said that I'm really fucking horned up, which I you am. Are. I'm so horned up and I don't know. Maybe it's the fucking Vegas air. It just has sex in it or something. I don't know what it is, but I am really starting to think of things that turn me on and that like I think about when I masturbate and I'm like those are the things that I need to make happen now because why would I not we're in a city where there's endless possibilities so I'm kind of back on the gangbang trail here yeah look we have had this conversation you are well here we just talked about this we just did the bonus episode for our patrons and you know you had an experience last night now, for a lot of reasons, and, and we can go into those at another time when you actually kind of retell that story, but we reconnected last night as soon as we got home from your play session, we went out and then came home, and we didn't even talk about the experience that you had. You were already on to another <laughs> experience. So you're like you're just circumventing what just happened an hour ago to talk about something that you want to happen today. You know, I mean, you're that worked up. I am. I'm fucking worked up over it. Absolutely. But yeah, my whole thing right now is I want to be fucked by like four dudes at the same time. I don't know how to make that happen exactly. I know I'm going to need your help with it. Certainly. But I want to make that happen. This is not going to be difficult. I can assure you it is not going to be as complicated as it would have been, say, in Montana. Even in Florida, it would have been very difficult. difficult, Logistics would have made that difficult. Yeah, because people are traveling in from all sorts of different places. Well, here too, but... But the truth is there are a lot more people here in the immediate area that we can tap into. Whereas when we were in Florida, depending on what part of Florida we were in, you know, you're driving 45 minutes or whatever from another part of you know the state because, you know, there wasn't a lot of awesome options in, in every spot we were in. Yeah. You know, here it's a little bit of a different situation. So anyway, that might be on the horizon. I have no idea time-wise what that looks like. That's going to be a very unique situation that I will put that together collectively. That's like, yeah, that that's a whole production. Well, I think we have to get a hotel room for that too. For sure. I don't want people like a no, bunch no, no, of no, people no. in our fucking room, you know, no. in my room, in our bed. Yeah, no, we're going to have a very, that'll be a very unique experience mm-hmm. uh, set up way ahead of time. I will start to prepare for that. Oh, dang. I have some ideas. I want it like a very specific kind of guy too, which we I'm can talk about. I'm well there, aware <laughs> that that's what you're going to want. So I'm going to, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Just so. add to the difficulty level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The I'm going to have 12 boxes now. that you'll, you have to make sure that every single one of them checks. Yeah. The difficulty level is now at master. And Got you it. can't just have four guys because if one of them flakes or something. Who are you talking to? I'm the master of plan B. Yeah. Got to have plan B. I'll have a couple in reserve. Well, I don't think of it as reserve. It ends up being six hot dudes. I'm totally okay with yeah, that. But if, I'm not going to turn two of them away if everyone shows up. That's exactly right. But if four, are, if four are basically, you know, signed up to be there, two are showing up. That's true. So you've got to have two in backup. Yeah. Got to. So Just don't make too many backups because like 10 no. is going to be overwhelming. No, no, no. I, 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 you know, most you have, you know, if you if it's four on the on deck, then we have six and then, hey, it's six dudes. Oh, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> You know, so yeah, we'll make it happen. It's will you watch happen. this whole thing? Absolutely, I will. Okay, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to some different hot wife experiences. You and I have talked about this, and at some point, I may even, you know, when you're playing, have I may even be present, but not in the room at some point, just to kind of, 
you know, listen again and kind of get the get back to the roots of it. Well, you know? okay, so this was a really fucking hot fantasy that you threw out when we were actually at Pod Bash, and we didn't yeah. make it happen because we were too busy. But you were like, "Wouldn't it be so sexy if we were both sleeping, I was dead asleep, and you invited someone in to fuck in the other room on the couch while I'm sleeping?" Well, to be fair, we were working on that. It, we both passed out. Let's yeah. just face it. it. Yeah, we did. It, it could have happened. You had, we had somebody, it was, you know, obviously we had plenty of friends there. You had someone in the works and you just didn't wake up. <laughs> I mean, it's just all it was. But that's a super fucking hot fantasy. It I would is. love to yeah. do that. Yeah. And that's, of course, in a situation like that or this would be someone that we both know or that you know really well. And which, yeah, that's going to happen for sure. Mm. You know, but that's one of those things that I would like to be present for. So, yeah, we're, listen, I'm trying to, broaden my horizons a little bit, not trying to stay so stuffed in my box. I'm, I'm working on it. Well, I think both of us have talked a lot about how experiences need to be based on eroticism. So if they turn yes. us on collectively, let's just fucking do it and not think too much about it. As long as it's safe, like let's just do what feels good. I think we're, neither of us are good at that because we're no. so fucking analytical. Well, th it really what it comes down to, and as I've noticed for me, is it's very much an individualistic thing. Like if someone were to reach out to me and um, describe a particular scenario, I might not be interested. And then someone else could reach out to me with the same basic idea. And I'm like, oh, that, that's interesting. It really depends on the person. The story, does it depend on the day too? Absolutely. Because it does for me. Yeah, 100%. The story that I'm going to tell today, and this is the story that we're going to recount today is my experience at Podbash. That's a perfect example. I would never have behaved that way with just anyone. Yeah. That, not a ch not publicly, not yeah, a chance. But I also think the day and time and your mood at that exact moment has a lot to do with it too. Because yes. today I'm, like we, we've said multiple fucking times, I am horned up. Yeah, but to be fair, you've been horned up for a week. Today, if someone reached out with the most outlandish shit out there, I would at least consider it. I'm sure you would, but your level of horniness <laughs> is, you know, it's basically off the chart at this point. Today, listen, you had sex with somebody last night. Night. We had sex last night. You masturbated at least once this morning that I'm aware of. Twice, the day, but yeah. Okay. The day is not even <laughs> over yet. It's it's like nine in the morning. You know, there's a lot happening today. Yeah. We're going to a club tonight. I am not optimistic that you're going to play, but you're, as you put it, if the right opportunity presents itself, I'm totally throwing my dress up. Okay, cool. But I, I do have a plan, a backup plan in the event that that doesn't happen. I'm working on a plan B for us tonight. You just never know what can happen. When you're open to things, I think the universe delivers. I'm just saying. No, there's, well, there's no question about that. Yeah, if you make yourself available, things start to just kind of fall in your lap. Fuck yeah. They Literally. Do. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we listen, possibilities are endless. There's no doubt that something naughty is going to happen tonight. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I want to get to single guy tip of the week. Okay. Because last week we provided a tip that I think a lot of guys do and they don't think too much about it. It's not a malicious thing, that whole what are you into question. Yes. And I kind of want to continue on that same line because I am now corresponding with a lot of guys again. For a while there, I had regular play partners and I really wasn't doing a lot of correspondence. And, and honestly, if we were going to try to set up a one-off or something, you were doing it. So yes. it's it's honestly been a moment since I have actively sought out the attention digitally of a large number of men online. Yeah. And when it comes to the single guys that I was corresponding with, that question didn't have to come up because I laid it out up front. Right. Which you know? I definitely should do a better job of. That's on me. But I it made me realize that there are also questions that get asked that are not malicious. And I wouldn't say they're 
overtly gross, but they make me feel a little squicked out. And I feel like there's ways you can avoid them. Either just don't ask them at all or ask them in a much better way. So I wanted to provide a couple examples. So borderline grotesque. Borderline. Yeah. So for example, I was talking to this gentleman and the conversation was going really well. It did become flirty, not sexual, but just kind of flirtatious back and forth. And then he asked if I typically wear panties or not. Okay. I don't love that. It feels a little creepy to me. How far into the conversation was that question asked? Maybe seven or eight messages back and forth. Too soon. Yeah. I mean, we hadn't even really discussed meeting up yet. That's the kind of conversation you have just prior to a potential meetup and and you're getting worked up. Or why not just not at all? Yeah, but if it's a question that's, that's applicable based on the tone of your of your conversations leading up to that point. And maybe that's the problem. It's never happening it's not a, yeah. when the tone is right. Right. It's you always know, an inopportune moment. Like, hey, what'd you do today? Oh, you know, did a little bit of work, had to go grocery shopping. So do you wear panties all the time? Yeah. It's so like, come on, dude. In this particular situation, what it was, was I sent him a picture of me in my little pink sundress, right? Okay. And it's very short. And I can understand how your mind would immediately go to, oh, I wonder if she wears panties with that. And we all know the answer's usually fucking not very rarely but the fact that i sent that off and he was like oh you look really cute by the way do you wear panties or not just felt a little off brand i guess it felt a little i don't know like i said not outright creepy just a little cringeworthy well to put it in context the last time i remember you wearing panties with i believe the dress you're referring to is when we were in epcot and that's only (laughs) because there was potentially children around prior to that you've never worn panties with that sundress matter of fact we bought that dress specifically so you wouldn't wear panties under it but i don't do that for other people i do it because it makes me feel sexy and because i know that you like it as my partner and it's this tease throughout the day listen you had a dress i remember we that you had back when we were in montana the first summer we spent together was this like light green sundress and you wore that thing with no panties on it so often because we had so much sex with you wearing that dress like we never even i never even took it off of you we, we wore it a out hole in yeah it. we took we tore it apart i so, fucking love that dress too oh such a fucking hot dress Ugh. yeah so yeah chances are uh spoiler alert if you guys are wondering she rarely wears panties yeah but that's not really the point you don't have to ask it especially when we haven't really started down that line of communication yet yeah it's definitely a timing thing listen guys have terrible fucking timing so another one that i really don't like and i've gotten a lot less Lately, I don't know if it's a Vegas thing, if it's a porn thing. I don't fucking know. But I get asked all the fucking time what my pubic hair looks like and if I'm clean shaven or trimmed or whatever. I I never really got that question back in Montana. That must be an indigenous thing because I get that too. Yeah. It's It's interesting. And it's once again, it's not really done always at the most appropriate times. I don't think it's necessarily disrespectful to ask me, especially if you have a preference or if you're seeking out people that are shaven that's totally fucking fine or not shaven whatever the case may be but asking it early on in a conversation feels a little gross yeah at least borderline gross yeah i don't once again it's there's a creep factor there that's a creepy factor it's certainly not a 10 but it's not a two 
Yeah. And I don't, and that's one where I don't like describing myself in that way either. Like you mentioned, laying it all out there so that people don't have to ask those questions. But I don't like when I see on people's ads and in their profiles and stuff that they are like clean shaven or nicely trimmed. I don't really, I, I just don't like that. My standard answer is exceptionally groomed and hygienic. Yeah, but that can mean a lot of different things. All you need to know is that I am exceptionally clean and groomed. Right, unless you're someone who only likes people who are completely clean shaven, and then you're like, "Eh, does that mean he's clean shaven or not? Well, that's a conversation you can have, I think, at the right time. Again, timing is everything, right? Yeah, here's my whole thing. I think once you actually decide you're going to meet, once you have developed at least enough digital chemistry to decide that you want to see if that chemistry exists in person, that's when you can start tiptoeing into those areas and as long as you're reading the cues too, because yes. often what will happen is people ask me those types of questions. I provide them with like a one word answer and then I kind of back away almost as my cue of being like, I don't want to continue down this road of conversation. I would rather go back to us getting to know each other. Well, yeah. And the, you know, of course, the answer could certainly be something to the extent of, you know, that's kind of a question I would answer as we get to know each other a little bit better, Yeah, which I've done certainly. But when it comes time to, you know, if someone has asked me that question or it becomes a, a topic of conversation at what I feel is an appropriate time, hygienic and groomed. And then just before play, or, or I should say before we're talking about meeting with a potential play in mind, then it's, hey, just to be clear, I am completely shaved or, you know, whatever the case may be. And that seems to work. I, I think if you're asking before that, it's just premature. And it's, it's a little, like I said, it's creepy. It's not a two, but it's not a 10. Are you being asked by men or women if you're groomed? I've been asked by both. I was asked, as a matter of fact, I was contacted by a couple that I corresponded with a fair number of times. I did so because I appreciated their candor, much like my profile reads very clearly what I'm all about. So did theirs. And they reached out to me. And part of the conversation was, listen, my wife, I was communicating with the husband in this particular case, finds you super attractive, you know, really into into your look. He said she's not super into as much ink as you have, but she is absolutely willing to overlook it because she really finds you attractive. And he said, may I ask, are you clean shaven? And of course, you know, my smart ass initial answer was, no, I I have some facial hair. And of course it was, uh, LOL, that's not kind of what I meant. I said, I know exactly what you meant. I am exceptionally hygienic and well-groomed. And that was my answer. Yeah. No, that's a classy way to handle that. That's, I like that. I mean, I, I you know, I don't need to lay that out for you. Well, I was just going to say that I feel like it's also kind of misogynistic to ask that because I've never been asked by a woman if I'm clean shaven and well, he I've asked never on her asked behalf. a woman. Yeah, so maybe it's a man thing though, asking it like maybe she wouldn't have asked it if it was her. Well, he asked again, asked on her behalf because she prefers 100% clean shaven. I certainly am, but at the point of that conversation where we were in the conversation, I don't feel like it was necessary for me to divulge that. Yeah. But that was her question to, you know, that was one of the things that she requires. Not full, not not really into the ink thing, didn't like any piercings, of course, I don't have any, and she wanted the, the guy she was playing with to be completely groomed. And, you no, know, cool, but we that's not a conversation we need to have at the point that we were, you know, having that conversation. Yeah, you haven't even decided that you're interested in them yet. Absolutely not. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, just make sure those questions are asked at the appropriate times. I 
hate the fucking panties one. I really do. I don't think it should be asked, period. But if you feel like you need to... Listen, you and I play the panties game. That's a different story. Yeah. I Okay, if we're friends and we've already fucked, sure, ask me if I'm wearing panties or not. But yeah, as a stranger no that hasn't met me, I just feel like it's bordering on Creeper Town. Yes. So that's yeah. my single guy tip of the week. Uh, yeah, listen, just be careful when you ask that question. Or, or don't. Or, or, or maybe just don't ask that question. <laughs> just avoid it. Play on the air on the side of caution. Yeah. Listen, leave a little to the imagination. So we are going to get to your story today. Now, I must say it has been a hot fucking minute since the last time that you had a story and I was completely divorced of it and didn't really know anything about it. So yeah. I am itching to get to these details. Plus, like I said, you have been so enthusiastic about it and just excited. And I, oh, I just can't wait. Well, so. But as I told you, and we mentioned it on the bonus episode i genuinely like all of the people involved in this story and i want to do the story justice and so yeah i'm just a little uh, i'm excited about it certainly but i uh, want to make sure that it is done properly for sure. I have every confidence in you before we get to that though we want to say a thank you to the partners of the front porch swingers podcast this episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Dipsy. What's your nightly ritual? From tie me up to tuck me in, Dipsy Stories is here to close the loop on your bedtime routine or help you create an exciting new one. Dipsy Stories is an awesome app, you guys. I use it almost every single night just to clear my head, especially if I've had a crazy day. Sometimes I just want to get into a sensual mindset and Dipsy is perfect for that. It has so many different sexy stories in it, different immersive experiences and truly no matter what your fantasies are you're going to find different stories that speak to you on the dipsy app so close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world where only good things happen pleasure is your only priority explore your fantasies in a safe shame-free way by downloading the dipsy app today for listeners of the show dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com fps again that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsy d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash f-p-s dipsy stories.com slash f-p-s we want to say a very big thank you to our partners at Promescent for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. On our Telegram group this morning, we were just having this great conversation about body-safe lubricants and about how many of them have horrible ingredients in them. And we're so proud to be partnered with a company that takes your safety seriously by ensuring that they use the top quality ingredients always in their products, like their lubes, condoms, massage oils, and more. And one of the products I absolutely love that I recommend all the time is the buzzing gel from Permescent. If you're looking to add just a little extra spice to either your solo play or your play with your partner, the buzzing gel is the perfect addition. You can put it on right before play and give you just a little bit of extra sensation. And if you go to permescent.com today, you're also going to get a 15% discount when you use our promo code. So that's promescent.com, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N com and use our promo code FPS15 off. That's FPS150FF for 15% off of your order today. In the 90s, ads for phone sex lines could be seen everywhere, flickering on late night cable channels and printed on the back of magazines. Phone sex operators worked around the clock to fulfill fantasies. It all started with the idea of Mike Pardez, 
CEO and founder of American Telnet, who proudly coined himself the telephone pimp. He was joined by tech genius and co-founder Michael Self, who was known as the Bill Gates of phone sex. But it was the women behind the phones who created the close-knit yet dysfunctional family that turned American Telnet into a multi-billion dollar company and revolutionized the sex industry forever. As fortunes grew, the founders were sailing lavish yachts, fueling wild drug parties, and burning through cash by the minute, and the FBI was watching every single move. Wondery and Topic Studios' new podcast, Operator, is the untold story of a company which dominated the phone sex industry until the money blinded them and it all came crashing down. You guys, this podcast is so much fun. It's Shakespearean-like. There's so much drama to it. It is such a cool, interesting story, and it really is going to have you on the edge of your seat. So we definitely recommend that you check it out. Follow Operator on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app today. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Manscaped. Dear Santa, all I want this holiday season is for my man to have smooth jingle balls. Thankfully, Manscaped answered with the Performance Package 4.0, so I don't have to find Santa's beard in my man's pants ever again. Ladies, this holiday season, get your man products that will leave him smelling fresh with their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give the man in your life the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use code SWINGERS for 20% off plus free shipping. Ladies, I don't know about you, but I do not like finding a big bush when I go down on a man's chimney. Hairy jingle balls are a thing of the past with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Truly, I love when a man can be well-groomed and hygienic, and Manscaped makes it easier than ever. I love the way that Brian smells after using the new body wash, and I think that's why it makes the perfect gift because it's great for him, but I, you know, I get to enjoy the benefits of it as well. So like I said, make sure that you get them the best gifts from Manscaped this holiday season and do it at a discount. When you go to manscaped.com, use code swingers for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls or your man's balls will thank you. Today's gonna be fun. It is definitely time. I have been dying for you to tell not only our listeners this story, but me because I'm fucking turned on by the whole thing. It was a very sexy night for me, so I can't even imagine what it was like for you. Oh, listen, it was. It was <laughs> so it wasn't just sexy, but it was. It was so out of nowhere, and it was amazing for a lot of reasons. Not the not not just because the. The sex was outstanding, and the person with whom I had said sex is so fucking hot and, and awesome. But there was a lot of components to this evening that made it very, very special for me. Yeah, so let's tell a little bit of a backstory here. And once again, we completely received everyone's consent to talk about this story. I think that that's more important to stress during this retelling than literally any other retelling we've ever done. For sure. Because it involves people who, to some degree, are public figures within the swinging world. They have a, a lifestyle podcast. Yeah, and these are people that I and we genuinely like. Uh, I, I believe they're fast friends and they're simply amazing people. So the last thing we wanted to do was to misrepresent them or the story in any way. And it's a, it was a real 
concern for me, which is, you know, why, of course, we corresponded or I corresponded with the folks involved in this story uh, a number of times to make sure that we were all on the same page. And yeah, it was an amazing weekend, which culminated, but with this amazing experience. So I guess this story kind of goes back all the way to April. That's the first time we met half of the Friends with a Twist folks. Yes, we met Kenzie and Gary. Yes. In April at Secrets. Yes. And we were at that point putting together the plans for Podbash, you know, there with uh, Frederick and Barbie at Secrets. I think that weekend is we were there for that that reason, basically, to have that conversation with them. And we had such a good time getting to know Kenzie and Gary. We just appreciated them as people. They were very, very sweet. And I think you asked them, you know, tell them what we were doing and asked if they might want to be part of it. Well, Gary is a fantastic fucking dancer. I got to dance with him a little bit in April. So I definitely wanted, I wanted the dancing skills at Podbash. But yeah, they were fucking cool people. And we hadn't met the other half of them yet. No, we had not. That would be Barry and Madison. Yes. So we had a zoom call with all the podcasters as we were getting ready for Podbash, and that was the first time we saw their faces knew what they looked like had any level of communication with them and they were both very attractive people of course yeah. and then lead into Podbash, which of course just happened a few weeks ago yeah and you know i have to say we were super busy obviously i i really was trying to be very diligent and vigilant to make sure that everyone had a good time that there were no issues i was really concerned i mean we were bringing a lot of people there Folks flew from all over on our word that this was just going to be a great time. And they came to spend time with us and some of the other podcasters, obviously, that were present, not the least of which were friends with a twist. So I was really hyper-focused on what we were doing in terms of the event you know, portion of it or just really the hospitality piece of it. I, again, was not... Even playing wasn't even on my radar. (laughs) No, it was not. In fact, we talked ahead of time about what we thought was going to happen that weekend. And of course, nobody's going to be fucking surprised by the fact that we thought I was going to have way more sex and that you probably were not going to play at all. And that's not, neither of those things ended up happening. No, I I fully expected you to be your normal slutty pants and just (laughs) run around, you know, just having a good old time. Just throwing the beaver out there every chance I got. whipping it out every chance you got. But the truth of the matter is we were so overwhelmed with talking with our friends and seeing people we hadn't seen in a while, seeing people for the first time that we've been digitally communicating with for a long period of time. It was obvious it became difficult for us to, for you even, to get away and and to do just about anything without being in contact with 10 or 15 or 20 people at a time. It was just so much going on. So it, it was pretty clear pretty quickly that you were probably not going to be playing as much as we thought. The truth is, as most people know that listen to the show, you do the majority of the playing. We are primarily a hot wife couple. And for me, when it comes to play, I'm fucking weird. You know, I, I things have to I really. That's an understatement. We obviously mentioned in the beginning of this episode how you're kind of working on that. Yeah. But yeah. you kind of need everything to feel kind of perfect. And it doesn't happen all that often. It does not happen all that often. The truth is most of the people with whom I play have been friends. I mean, you know, obviously we, we talked about Adam and Leah a number of times. You know, I've played with Leah a few times, obviously, while we were in Florida, but we're friends and that's a very comfortable situation for me. And it's easy because she's so fucking hot. So I rarely do play under any circumstance. So for anyone who doesn't know, and a lot of folks that do, it's not that I'm, you know, super uber picky and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm just weird about little idiosyncrasies. Like the slightest thing could throw me off 
from a re- having a really hot experience. Is it fair to say you're a little neurotic? Fucking 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> so any little thing could really kind of throw a, a monkey wrench in the program for me. And so again, n- absolutely not on my radar. Okay, so we meet them for the first time, as in Madison and Barry. All yes. four of them were obviously together, but we'd already met Kenzie and Gary previously. Correct. Okay, so the first time we're meeting them, I must say I was taken aback at how attractive these fucking people are. Well, let's be clear. And I don't even know, you and I did talk about this, but when we first met Gary and Kenzie back in April, they're an attractive couple. And Gary. I said to you, I thought... Kenzie, I know they don't show their faces, so it's very difficult to uh, for people to understand. You can see them from the neck down, and that's really, well, frankly, all you need to know. I think we should give a little bit of a backstory to this, because like I said, they are a lifestyle podcasting group. Yes. It's primarily the two women that talk on their show. And they're fucking hilarious. They're- I highly recommend episode 16. <laughs> I just think they're so charming in general. I really do like their show because it's entertaining and informational. It's really hard to put those two things together and have it be fun to listen to. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt, by the way, that they're both fucking hot. Yeah, but you don't see that on the show. That's my whole point of saying this is you don't see them. And, you know, I completely understand why you don't see them because they want that discretion there. But it also adds a different level now knowing how attractive these people are. Yeah, that's my point. They're all super attractive people. And the truth is, both Kenzie and Madison, I think the first time I got to see everyone together, I remember telling you back in April that my opinion of Kenzie's appearance is much like old Hollywood. She is just, there's an elegance about her Mm -hmm. that's just really attractive. Yes. And again, when I saw her, I thought, yeah, that's same. She's super fucking hot. No question about it. And then you see Madison and she is a fucking smoke show. Yes, Just a smoke she show. Is. She's beautiful. So the two of them were definitely getting a lot of pool attention. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Yeah, a lot of folks paying a lot of attention to them. And but again, I, I, I literally had no it just was not part of what was going on in my mind that there would be any play in any way, shape, or form for me, nonetheless, with one portion of uh, the friends with a twist and man what a fucking experience yeah well i think the first time that you told me of madison or we spoke of her was you saying like wow that is a beautiful woman yeah and i mean yeah yeah so that i knew that you were physically attracted to her i still didn't know that that was ever going to be a thing Uh, everyone's physically attracted to her so it wasn't like new you know when did you realize that play was on the table okay so this is, we got to put this into perspective. Now we're, we're up to Saturday at this event. Okay. Yes. We're at the, this is the pool party basically. And of course we are, you know, hosting the games and, and the other podcasters of course are hosting games and we're providing all the, the giveaways and all that good stuff. So I'm really hyper-focused on that. I'm, I'm in communication with, with Mark, obviously who's hosting, um, you know, he's, he's the MC and my mind is just elsewhere. And finally, at one point, the Friends with the Twist game was over, and the gals came over to thank me for putting it together for them. It was a fucking blast. They had a great, it was just a great time. And both Kenzie and Madison are there. Now, Madison to my right, Kenzie to my left, I'm standing in a cabana, and they were on either side of me. And at one point, Kenzie stepped away, Madison stayed, and she said, hey, something to the effect of, wouldn't feel good about this weekend if I didn't take the opportunity to tell you how attracted I am to you. Something to that effect. And you're like, wait, what, me? So while she's, no bullshit, while she's standing there, I looked to my left. I'm like, am I in the middle of something? Because I, 
had no idea she was talking to me. Oh, whatever. No, you I'm totally did. Dead serious. I'm like, uh, no, certainly there's someone behind me. So I just turn around and I realize that she's speaking to me. And so we start having a conversation. Very quickly, Mark walks up to me while she and I are chatting about this and just starts going on about the next game. I'm like, hey, man, do you, would you stop talking for a second? Because there's something happening here. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but I need you to shut up. Yeah, right. I need to be focused in case it is something. Yeah, because if, <laughs> if this is going to be something, I need you to be quiet right now. So we continue to have this conversation. I said, well, how sweet that was, of course, and how attractive I thought she was. And I said, at some point, I would really like to buy you a drink if we have that, you know, that opportunity tonight at the club. And she's like, well, you don't have to buy me a drink, but that would be great. I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. Let, let's plan on that. And then she kind of went how back to the group. How bold of her. I love that. Yeah. Listen, when you, when you say out of nowhere, I mean... I had no idea. I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. So I think that's what was most exciting for both of us, though, is like I said, I get fucking turned on when other people are into you and when you're into other people. I didn't expect that to be an element of my weekend either. So when you're telling me this later, I'm like, oh, that's fucking hot. Well, you came over to check on me because you were you had been you had stepped away. You were kind of hanging out in another cabana with some friends. And I must have had a look on my face of just uh, like I was in shock. And you're like, what just happened? And I relayed it to you. And you're like, oh, that's fucking amazing. I said, yeah, it really is. And and very surprising. I just didn't see it. So, you know, that's kind of where I left it at that point. And then the rest of the day, clearly we had, you know, we were busy. So later on that night is, I believe, was the room crawl. So you and I were hosting in our room. A lot of folks were hosting in their rooms. And basically people are going from one room to another and sampling some booze and looking at the different rooms. Some people prepare food. You know, it's a it's a huge kind of a over property event. Yeah, someone did some like caramel corn, which I Popcorn, fucking loved. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh. So at one point, you and I decide, okay, now we're going to, you know, we've gone through all of our booze. We're going to close up shop. We're going to get dressed because now we have to get dressed to go to the club. Didn't we take booze with us though? Yeah, we absolutely. We had a little bit. Yeah, stuff. we had a little bit left and we took it with us. So we were pouring drinks on the, on the, the walk around, obviously. So we get dressed. We're suited and booted. Friday night was the costume party. Saturday, we were getting really dressed up. You had this really pretty dress on and I put on a suit. Tie included. You looked so good. You were so well put together. And I I always can tell when you have a little bit of extra strut in your step when you're looking like that too. Well, I just feel better being dressed better. So it's just more comfortable for me. So anyway, we start walking around. We do finally get to to the area where both... Gary and Kenzie and Madison and Barry's rooms are there right next to each other down close to the pool. And that's basically where all of our group was congregating or a large portion of our group. And where everybody's pouring drinks. We're all just laughing, having a good time. And it came to my attention that there was an issue, obviously, with Barry and Madison's room. I got that handled for them as quickly as I possibly could. And then we just started talking. And at one point, of course, both she and Kenzie now come out of the room and they look fucking spectacular oh she was in this black little number thing yes. and kenzie had this beautiful uh corset on they looked great yeah absolutely i mean and the guys looked great too but of course you know the the women are usually more eye-catching at these events well, simply because of the outfits they certainly else. were and madison's had got this one kind of black one piece you know short skirt on as you mentioned and it's sheer so she has like she has like skeleton pasties on and it's just so fucking hot. And, you know, of course, I'm trying not to be overtly creepy and stare, but my God, it was so fucking hot. <laughs> so she came up to me and we, we talked for a few minutes. I said, hey, we're getting ready to, you know, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to go to the club. Will we see you there? Absolutely looking forward to it. So I, we started walking, you and I, we're out of booze, got rid of all that, start walking to the club and someone runs into me. Uh, I believe it was the general manager of the property. I start talking to him a little bit. They had us set up in a VIP booth 
uh, which was right in front of the stage. And they were explaining to me where it was. And then our cocktail server took us over. It took me over to show me exactly where it was so I could let everybody else know. So I went and did that, came back, collected all of you. And so I'm sitting, I'm standing in this VIP area. They're bringing the bottles over. You're there now. You're dancing. Everybody's dancing. There's just a, you know, the group is starting to file in, you know, and we're probably there. I don't know, 30 minutes or I'm there 30 minutes. And you at that point is when you left to go play with Stephen Leah. You came and told me, right? So picture this whole thing. When I leave, you are in the VIP area. You're standing there. You're kind of talking to some people, but it's really low key and mellow. Okay. Very much. I leave to go play with the amazing couple that we talked about a couple episodes ago. And I come back to a very different scene, which I'm not (laughs) going to describe what it was, but I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like what happened in the hour I was gone? Well, I'll describe it because it got, it, it really, really was very interesting. And I didn't realize the optics of it until the next morning when someone mentioned to me (laughs) how it looked. Because what had happened was about the time you left, you and I were chatting, I had stepped out of that VIP section. I was talking to some people. And that's about the time that I ran into Madison. And she said, hey, I was just coming over to talk to you. I said, well, come on over and, you know, sit down with me. And as it turns out, at some point earlier in that evening while we were at the club, she was telling her partner, her husband, Barry, that she was wanting to go and talk to me. She didn't know what to say or how to do it. And he's just telling her, you need to just jump over the couch and get in his lap and start making out with him. This is what she's telling me. <laughs> and she just, you know, she's like, oh, I can't do that. She was just too shy. And that that really is part of the, the moral of this story. She is so shy and demure. She has no idea how hot she is. I must have told her that 10 times. Yeah, like, I like, love women like that. She is just so... You know, just no ego at all and just just a sweet person. So she sits down next to me and we start talking. Now, while we're sitting there, she is to my right on this big white leather sofa. A few minutes later, one of our single gal friends who came to the event, she sits down to my left. And, you know, she was sore because she had been dancing for three or four days. And she's like, oh, my legs are killing me, you know. So I, she picked up one of her legs and just draped it over my leg. <laughs> so if you can see this scene, and she's just a friend. There's no play between she and I. Right. She's sitting to my left, got her leg draped over me. To my right is Madison, who is just, you know, oozes sexuality. And she's leaning on me. My hand is very much planted on her ass. So that's the scene that I walk into. Yeah. You have one woman on each side of you. You had told me something could happen with Madison, but I walk back in and I'm like, is this going to be both women? Like, what the fuck is going on? Well, it gets, well, wait, it gets stranger. So eventually our friend, our single gal friend, she gets up and she goes and does her thing. Shortly after uh, she leaves... Madison gets up and she goes and chats with her husband, Barry, because now at this point, she and I are getting, we're we're close to coming to some agreement as to whether we're going to play. But here's the coolest part about this entire story, and you can forget the rest of it and just focus on this, which for me, really, it makes it makes this whole thing that much more special to me. And it's the thing I really want everyone to take away from this. Barry and Madison, while I don't want to give away their play style, that's really their business. This is the first time that she would have played alone. Yes. They had been talking about them playing separately and this kind of hot wife type of dynamic, but they had never done it. This this conversation, and they know that we, you and I play alone and that we don't typically play with couples. So that understanding was clear. And this was going to be the first time this was going to happen. So she stepped away to, to touch base with Barry to make sure they were both on the same page. So 
when she came back and sat down next to me again and we started talking and, and she said, yeah, 100%, everybody's on board. This is the first time we're going to do it. This just makes sense because of who you are and, and we know you and you know this is a space you're familiar with and you're not just some random single guy and you know all that kind of stuff. About that time, Kenzie comes over. So now she is sitting to my left. So <laughs> our friends who are, don't know anything is going on at this point, they see me talking to the both of them now. And once again, my hand is very firmly planted on Madison's ass. Her leg is over mine. She's kind of hanging on me. That is not the case with Kenzie, but she is sitting right next to me and we're just having this conversation. So again, in the morning, I'm getting questioned from people like, what was going on? Like, <laughs> what was happening with the friends with the twist gal? Brian was the pimp mac daddy that night. <laughs> I was like, absolutely nothing. That is not what happened at all. But I, I imagine the optics were pretty impressive, I, I must say. So... <laughs> You were the envy of every man in that entire club. I was envious of myself, frankly. So Kenzie gets up. She she goes away. She goes and does her thing, starts dancing. And now it's Madison and I are getting ready to leave. You now come over to me and you're like, hey, so what, what are you doing? And, you know, I said, well, we're, we're going to go back to the room. You, of course, being the wing woman that you are, you got the room cleaned up. You put the lights on. I did so well. I got you condoms out. I dimmed the lights for you. I made sure all of my fucking wet swimsuit shit was picked up and put away because I was like, I am not going to be the reason <laughs> that she doesn't want to have sex with Brian. Well, in the and to be fair, you also bailed me out a couple of times because there were a few folks that were very quickly going to cock block me if it had gotten too far. Yeah, well, they wanted, I mean, everyone wanted to have conversations and that was great. But at the same time, I'm like, this never fucking happens and he's excited about it. So we're going to make this happen. Yeah. And you know, one of our friends came over, Frederick came over, everyone wants to talk to me. Meanwhile, I've got this smoking hot woman sitting here waiting to have sex with me. Like, <laughs> I don't need to talk to any of you people. I need to right go. Right now. I'll talk yeah. to you all you yeah. want tomorrow. I got Not later right on. <laughs> I got tomorrow. But right now, this has to happen. Yeah. So finally, we get the hell out of there. On the way out, of course, I speak to our husband. We have a quick conversation. I want to make sure he's all good. She well, and you also let me know that this was a first for them. And yes. so I wanted to kind of, you yes. know, hang out with him. And he and I danced quite a bit because I didn't want him to feel as if, you know, you were whisking his wife away for the very first time to play separately and he was just going to be a ball of anxiousness, which he was not at all, but no. that was my thought process. Well, also, we, there is a, something that we kind of skipped over here, which uh, you talk about me outside of my comfort zone. When you came back at yes. one point, she and I are on the couch. Prior to her going to talk to Barry about she and I playing separately, this thing got pretty hot pretty quick, and she was straddling me on, on the, the couch, fucking couch in the VIP Making area. out with me. She's got no panties on. Oh yeah, things were heating up very quickly. I am not that guy. No. I don't like to be in a club anyway, and I am certainly not a guy who is typically going to be on this giant white leather sofa <laughs> in the front of the main stage <laughs> with a woman straddling me. My hands are on her ass. Her skirt is hiked up. I mean, this thing is full on. Yes. But she's so fucking hot. I'm like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I was shocked. I was completely shocked. Everyone that knows never us have was shocked. Guessed that. Yeah. Everyone that knows us was shocked. So finally, of course, as I said, we we get up, we're we're heading toward the room. And I can only imagine what was going through some people's minds because this no one saw this coming, least of all me. So we head off. Now I, I have to say, we got back to the room. We're just laughing and having a good time. She sits down, we have this a double room. So we have a kind of a sitting area in the front in the kitchen and the bedrooms in the back. So we're sitting on this leather sofa. I poured her a drink uh, real quick and she's like, you have too many clothes on. So I took my tie off because I'm, I'm in a full blown suit and she's in this you know little skirt number. <laughs> so I start getting more comfortable. 
and took my tie off. He's like, you still have too many clothes on. I'm like, okay, give me a second. Run to the back, take my suit off. You know me, I got to hang the fucking thing up. Probably took 10 minutes. She was probably like, what the fuck, what are you bro? Doing? Yeah. Throw shorts on and a sweatshirt. I come back out. She's like, okay, that's much better. Very quickly, right back on my lap. And so we just resume where we left off in the club. Only I removed the dress because I've had it with the dress. <laughs> I want to see the rest of her. And I'm here to tell you, anyone who has the opportunity to uh, ever see Madison in that capacity, you should consider yourself incredibly fortunate because she is fucking intensely hot. Yeah. Intensely hot. She really is. So I was just admiring all of that. So now, of course, I want to help her remove these skeleton pasties. I was not aware that pasties could be that sticky. Yeah, you to told me that, and they're usually not. Uh, no, I've never seen anything quite like it. It was like they were on with fucking crazy glue. So the first one comes off, and it's really tender. She's like, okay, just rip the second one off. I'm like, no, 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 we're going to lose a nipple. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So I'm very cautiously doing it, and finally we just tear the thing off. But her, you know, her, she's red from these things. I thought, man, that's those things are no bullshit. I don't know what they're you know, made of, but Could solid. you imagine if you had ripped her nipple off? No. You had to take her to the ER for uh, that? That would have been my luck. So anyway, now she's totally naked. I have stole my clothes on. I think she took helped me take my sweatshirt off at one point, but I've got my shorts on. So we're making out. It's hot and heavy. I am feeling all over her amazing body. Finally, I've had enough of this. I want to put my tongue somewhere on her. So I pick her up and just carry her into the bedroom. And of course, typical fashion of someone who is not aware of just how hot they are and you know what their body is like. She's like, I'm too heavy. You shouldn't be able to do that. I'm like, well, you're not. And I'm carrying you to the bedroom because I don't want you to run out the door. Yeah. So in the you bedroom. You lift. You're just fine. Yeah, we're good. Right to the room we go. The minute I put her on the bed, I just dropped my shorts and now we're both naked. Fortunately, you set the mood. The room is lit up properly. <laughs> you know, it's just all nice and clean. The bed is made. I mean, it was yeah, really yeah. quite lovely. And so, yeah, on the bed she goes, I immediately have got to lick her pussy. Yeah. That was a must. Why not? Well, first of all, it's really impressive. Everything about her is just this kind of air of sweetness about her. Yeah, that's you know? what you told me. You told me that she just has like the most beautiful smelling and looking pussy ever. That's ever. like the only detail you really told me of this whole thing. Well, but she tastes like candy. Her entire body tasted like candy. <laughs> you know, at one point we were making out. She's like, you taste so good. I'm like, I taste like you. <laughs> like that's you that tastes like that. You taste like candy. Like if, you know, if a candy store had a taste, it's Madison. So I'm going down on her and I am enjoying every minute of it. Now I should mention, I did ask her at some point in throughout the evening, and I don't remember exactly when it was, when we were talking about play styles. And I, I asked because, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is probably go down on you. I asked her, do you orgasm easily? Is that an easy process? Is there something I should do or not do? And she said, no. She said, I'm not typically that, I don't orgasm that easily typically. Fortunately for me, she absolutely did. And it was fucking amazing. Well, you're very good with your mouth, but it was also probably that she was just so fucking worked up from everything, well, you know? Yeah, she was very much worked up. She was wet and just yummy. And I spent a fair amount of time down there because I was really enjoying myself. <laughs> uh, just nibbling on her thighs and just, I was utilizing every inch of her body and she is just yummy. So I start kissing and licking her, kind of moving up her body. And then I'm basically, I'm, I'm on top of her and we're just making out. And this is going on for a while. Now, at some point, it's interesting. You know, people listen to us. And it's funny when people listen to us that you don't expect to listen to us. Like, I didn't know that she she and Kenzie and, and the group were avid listeners. 
And one of the things she's mentioned was she's like, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure how much of rough play I'm, I'm going to be able to do. She's like, it's not my thing. And that was something she mentioned to me over and over, how concerned she was it. In her words, she wasn't going to be able to measure up or keep up. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, whatever you want to do, I'm in. Like, whatever it is. I don't even care. <laughs> we obviously build you up far too much yeah. on the show if that's a concern. You don't have to worry about any of that shit. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, please. Don't even. Not a thing. So anyway, I'm being very gentle with her because that's really kind of the energy. Now, this entire time we are laughing. She is giggling. And she is literally so kind of... I want to say shy is probably the right word. She almost is covering her eyes because she's having such a good time. She's orgasmed a number of times now. And I don't think that was expected. And I think she feels like I'm going to, I'm looking at her kind of a certain way. Meanwhile, I'm just looking at her because she's so goddamn hot. And we were laughing about it. I'm like, what are you so shy about? You know, it's, it was so sweet and, and really endearing. Yeah. You know, it was just so much fun and it was light and just a good time. Eventually, I roll her over. She's on her stomach now. And you know me, if you're going to put your pussy in my face and your ass in my face, I'm going to probably be there with my face. So I start licking her from behind. Oh, one of my faves. Which was lovely. And I, you know, of course I'm testing the water. Don't exactly, I want to make sure I'm not overstepping bounds. I'm just nibbling a little bit on her ass. I'm licking a little bit around her ass. And finally I put my tongue in her ass. And I'm here to tell you, back to right, forced her ass right into my face, which I fucking love. So I am tonsil deep in that amazing ass of hers. Tonsil deep. I do not give a fuck. Loving every minute of it. And it's just the amazing sound she's making. And and the softness of her skin, just awesome. It, it was made, to, I mean, she's built for this. There's no question about it. I am hard as a rock, by the way. I can barely stay where I am in the position I'm in because I'm basically off the bed. So my cock, I'm basically fucking the side of the bed is what I'm doing. <laughs> Not comfortable at all. But I didn't care in that moment because again, I was tasting every inch of her that I possibly could. And I stayed there for a while because it was fucking hot. And I cannot tell whether she came from that position or not. I honestly don't remember. But the noises were super fucking sexy. So at that point, I now have to remember, I saw condoms in here. I need to, I probably need to go grab one of these things. Yes. They were on the counter behind me. So I said, okay, give me a second. I'll be right back. Run over, grab a condom. She is now on her back again. And we started having sex while she was on her back. And listen, I, I, don't, I probably don't need to explain this because at this point you should already have figured it out. I mean, just amazing. Sexy, amazing, felt amazing. Everything about her is hot. So we stay in that position for a little bit and I want to roll her over because I am dying to get my hands on her ass again, which this is interesting. So now I'm, uh, I'm fucking her from behind, only I am uh, straddling her. So she is basically missionary on her stomach. I'm straddling her, mm. okay? And she says to me, I want you to spank my ass. This sounds like someone who says that. It sounds like this is a new experience, right? Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take this real easy. Start off very slowly. Everything's going fine. And I figure she's gonna let me know when it's gotten to the point where it's just too much, which she absolutely did. But she did it in the cutest way possible because I slapped her on her left ass cheek and she's like, okay, that's it. I'm good. Like, <laughs> I've reached my limit. And it was probably like three levels in. It was very light. But it was, again, it was just kind of this endearing way of saying, okay, I really enjoyed that. Don't need to do it again. I experienced it. Let's move on. Yeah, cool that she was testing the waters with you, though. I mean, Absolutely. obviously in so many ways, but that on top of it is so cool. She did mention to me a number of times she enjoys the idea of being, of my taking charge. So, of course, I am gently pulling her hair. I'm, of course, I'm behind her still, fucking her from behind. 
I'm pulling her hair and we're making out. I'm kissing her on the neck and on the you know, on the nape of the neck and on the on the top of her back. And you know, this is this is going on for a while. I was just I could not stop what I was doing because I was enjoying myself too much, real honestly. Eventually, we changed positions again. She's kind of on her side and we're having sex that way. Then she's on her back and I'm fucking her from uh, from kind of a missionary position again, only I have both of her ankles in my hand and oh. I've got her legs up in the air and I'm kind of crossing her legs. It's just really, I mean, an amazing sight That uh, is all I can tell you. And the whole time, it's like we're giggling and laughing and it's just light and fun. And the entire time, of course, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, this is her first solo experience. Yeah. This has to be a good experience. Yeah. You told me you were bringing your fucking A game. I did not want this to be a thing where the next morning she and Barry wake up and it's like, oh shit, what did we do? I do not want to be the recipient of that. Yeah. Trying not to be that guy. Yeah. It's the last thing you want, right? And, and honestly, I did not want them to have a terrible experience. I wanted them to benefit from this just like you and I did. That was the most important thing to me. So while this is all going on, that is truly in the back of my mind. Is it like fueling you, like pushing you forward with this whole thing? Well, it was. There was some fuel involved, but there's also some, you know, there was some caution there. I, you know, I was really being very precautious. I did not want to do anything that was going to in any way deter from what could potentially be a very hot experience for them. Yeah. Now, of course, in my correspondence with them since, it seems that they have had a lot of reconnection over this, which is fucking amazing news. That's really what I wanted to hear. So it, it was really very hot. And again, now I'm on top of her uh, from from the front. There was a couple of orgasms in and out of there based on the sounds that she was making, which I thought was amazing. And you know me, if I'm pleasuring you, it just makes it that much more fun for me. Yeah. I did it at some point, roll her back over onto her back and, and I was fucking her that way again. And then at some point she said to me, I want to do more for you, which typically when a woman says that she's looking to suck your cock. Yeah. Which may surprise you. At this point, she has not. And I did not care. I wasn't interested. All I wanted to do was do everything I could do to satisfy and satiate her and just enjoy her. So at some point, I lay down, took the condom off, and she starts sucking my cock. And I'm watching her suck my cock. My hands are in her hair. I'm holding her hair up. And I'm just looking at this scene. And I'm like, yeah, I got to fuck you again. This can't, this is not how this is going to end. <laughs> this is far too aesthetically pleasing to not have Yeah, this is, this, it's not going to end this way. <laughs> so we, we switch positions. I jump out of bed. I grab another condom and we start having sex again from the top, probably every bit of 15 minutes until finally I roll her over and I'm fucking her from behind. And she came and then I came very quickly after that, I believe. And this, I'm telling you, we spent a lot of time together. In fact... We finally got done. I got up, cleaned myself off. We laid there. She was cold. So she was kind of laying. I was sitting up against the headboard and she was laying in my lap. I covered her with the blanket because she was shivering, literally. The room must have been at like 65 degrees. And we were just laying there for a few minutes, probably no more than 10 minutes. My phone goes off. I got a text message. I figured it was you. Okay. So let me step in here because this entire time I am dancing in the club and I'm having a fucking blast. I'm dancing with one of the couples that came with us that I find incredibly sexy. I totally want to lick her pussy. So that was really fun. But I'm hanging out with Barry too and, you know, making sure that he's comfortable. Not that that was my responsibility and I didn't have a concern about it, but it was more so just I wanted, I felt like it was a friendly gesture. Listen, I was concerned about it and I knew that you were probably with him because it 
prior to myself and Madison leaving the club, she had mentioned that potentially you and Barry could dance or whatever. I said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll let Brenda know that we're leaving and she'll be here. She's not going anywhere. She's going to kind of stay in this area that we've got here. So I knew that he was with you or that you were probably hanging out. And I felt better about that being with Madison because again, Look, take away how fucking hot this experience was, how sexy she is, and how much of an amazing time I had. But the biggest takeaway for me is that this was a first for a couple that I genuinely like. Yeah. I did not want this to be in any way a negative experience for them. They put a lot of trust in you, especially considering yeah. that they had met you two days prior to this. Yes. And granted, you know, they listened to us on the show, but that's not really knowing us. And so the fact that they kind of took this leap of faith with you is, is a huge deal. And because of that, I wanted, I mean, I wanted to hang out with him anyway. He's super fucking cool. No, he's a great guy. He's incredibly handsome. So it wasn't as if anyone was having to twist my arm to do it, but that was my thought process. I wanted to make sure that he was comfortable with everything going on. Yeah, look. But, but I will say this. I never expected to shut down the club, which is what happened. At one yeah. point, they're calling last call. They're starting to put on the house lights. I'm like, what the fuck time is it? I go yeah. and look at my phone. It's like 2.15, coming up on 2.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And you guys still hadn't come back yet. So No, we left the club about 12.30. Yeah, you guys yeah. were together for well over two hours because by the time the club closed, he and I left and we kind of walked around and went really slow waiting to get up to the room room, we took probably at least another half hour before we finally went up to the room. And then even once we got up there, I was like, let's, you know, give them maybe just a couple more minutes. <laughs> finally, I'm like, fuck it. And I shoot you a text. And I, I there's a little peep that I can see into the window at the bottom, little crack. And I peer in and you're wrapped in a towel reading my text message. So I'm like, okay, they're probably finishing well, up. We had finished up about 10 minutes prior. And so I saw the message, of course, got up, saw you in the window open the door and it's you and Barry. And I say, hey, Madison, they're, they're here. So she threw something on real quick and then, you know, threw her dress on and came back out. So the four of us are kind of hanging out. And I was trying to gauge his temperature to make sure he was okay What with what had just happened. Well, he's very even keeled. So he I'm is. not sure. He's a stoic you, guy. I'm not sure you would have seen that right away. I didn't. It was difficult to read. And again, it was late. Everyone's tired. Everyone's been drinking. I had a concern. I really, really wanted it to be a good experience for him. And I remember a number of times saying, hey, tomorrow we're doing you know, the goodbyes with mimosas. Please come. They were leaving early. And they were actually the first four to show up yeah. that next morning because I really wanted to see his face the next day to make sure all was well. The last thing I wanted was a situation that they had regretted and that he was disappointed with or unhappy about. That's you a, forever live on in their memory as that guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. that fucking guy. That is the last thing I wanted, especially because I had such an amazing time uh, with Madison. And the truth is, throughout the course of the evening, while we were in the club particularly, I said to her, and matter of fact, I said it when we were in our room before she straddled me again and we started making out. If at any point, either he or she, were, they were uncomfortable being Barry or Madison were uncomfortable with what was going on, I have had an amazing time getting to know you and spending time with you. We can stop right here. Yeah. No problem. She is fucking awesome. She is so much fun and so sweet. I, I was fine. Yeah. I, I, I made out with one of the hottest women in the room. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're all good here. 
So, you know, whatever had happened after that was for me a bonus. And it was a fucking bonus, let me tell you. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that you got to have that experience. And, you know, I mean, obviously it was a huge fucking turn on for me. And I've been thinking about it since and wondering exactly what happened. And now I'm ridiculously turned on. But it is more than that because it's not just about you being with a hot chick. It's about you having an experience that you don't often have and stepping out of your comfort zone with someone that you really connected with and had a great chemistry with. And that's way more important. Well, the truth is, I'm sure there's some portions of this that I have forgotten because I was so blown away by the experience. I wasn't even trying to remember everything. Madison made it pretty clear to me through a text message that she had taken notes to show. So I'm sure her uh, uh, depiction of this will be much more specific. I was just going to say, you guys should listen to their show no matter what. I'm not just saying that because she had sex with you or because they're ridiculously attractive people or any of those things. We genuinely like their show, but I think it will be incredibly interesting to hear it from her perspective because that will be the first time that that has ever happened where we're telling it from, you're telling it from your perspective and then we're hearing it from a second perspective. Well, listen, I can assure you no matter what she says, I had a better time than she did. (laughs) I don't care what she says. Yeah, look, it was a great experience. They're an amazing couple, all four of them. You know, Gary, Kenzie, Barry, and Madison are awesome people. And that was really a big part of why I wanted this experience to to be really solid. I did not want to leave them with a, pardon the pun, a bad taste in their mouth because I, I wanted them to enjoy every aspect of it, just like you and I do. And I would have been terribly disappointed if that had happened because we genuinely like them. They're solid people. And I enjoyed their, I enjoyed her company for sure. She is fucking amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a little bit about this on our bonus episode for Patreon members exclusively. Although I think what's even more interesting that you'll hear on that bonus episode is a little bit more about my very first experience here in Vegas. You're going to get some of the details before anyone else. Although I was thinking about it the other day. We always say Telegram is our favorite part of our Patreon community. That's our chat group. And we mean that. It's become even more important after Podbash because now these people want to travel together and they're making connections to do things in person. So it's not just a digital playground. It's not just a place to chat with people. It's a place to connect and and hopefully come and join us for the next event. And I mean, these people are looking to travel together even if it's not an event. So that tells you a lot and should be incentive for you to get into the group. This group is so amazing. One of the things that I I thought was, you know, it's touching because they don't even care whether it's another Podbash event. They were all so disappointed to some degree that you and I were so busy during this past that weekend that they want to host an event for us so that we don't have to do the work. Yes. Just to spend time with us and to spend time together. That's a big fucking deal. That's not just a group of people who are bullshit and chat and showing tits and ass on on a you know an app. These people genuinely care about one another. They're they have genuine concern for each other. Uh, it's just an amazing place to connect with people who are very fucking real amazing human beings. Absolutely. And we want to say a very big thank you to the newest members of our Patreon community who this week are Robert, Ed, James, Akalath, and Jordan. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board. We can't wait to get to know you better. And if you want to join our Patreon community and start taking advantage of all of those bonuses, head on over to patreon.com slash swingers. We will have a link in the show notes to the Friends with a Twist podcast. Once again, not just because Brian uh, had sex with one fourth of them, but because <laughs> it's a great show. And since we talked about it, we really want 
want you guys to check it out. And also make sure you find our naughty stuff on OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. You can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FPS Pod Media. We have some new YouTube content in the works right now, so make sure you're subscribed to us there. Our channel is called Front Porch Swingers. And like we said, we're off and running here in Vegas and hopefully ready to have a lot of incredibly hot experiences that we'll be telling you guys about. So stay tuned for all of that. Anything else you have? We got a lot of naughtiness coming up. We're going to a club tonight. Uh, we have potentially something late night set up. You just never know with us here in Vegas. A lot of freaky shit's going down. Hell yes. Oh, and I'm so fucking turned on from this episode. So in case I wasn't already hot and bothered enough, <laughs> I'm extra hot and bothered. So that's As well a, you should. It was fucking hot. That's quite the recipe. So we'll see what comes out of this evening. Uh, that's what we have for you guys this time. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.